Oi, oi, Savloys. Yes, it is Thursday, and in the UK it's nine. So, of course, that means it's UK Cowboys time. And I'm outnumbered here with the Scots. It is uh, myself, that is Lorne, that is Graham, and that is Paul. How you doing, guys? Good, good, good. Yeah, doing good. Yeah. Just catching up on the latest uh, trials and tribulations of Paul getting to the, uh, getting to the States, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, needless to say, I want to mention the airliner, but the airliner can really just, just, just jump off a cliff for all I care. It rhymes with shoe s pair lines. <laughs> wow, this is this is a that's, really that's dead. The, that's the Caribbean sister company. Mm. <laughs> This is this is when like we find out then they've secretly sent like a message to us like hey we love the show we'd like to sponsor you and we're like oops yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really like that Paul guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we won't talk about the time with the suitcase and all that came round on the conveyor belt thing was just the suitcase handle that's a story for another day (laughs) yes guys it is season three uh episode 136 episode six of season three and it is the pre-game show for the eagles uh so we are going to be looking at all the ins and outs about how the cowboys will get the win (laughs) um yeah it is though something that i put in the post today Cowboys' first home game at AT AT&T. Yep, sure is. A few weeks in. The only thing I will say that frustrated me, and I noticed this when the schedule came out, is that the Panthers play tonight. We play on Monday, but then we have the Panthers on the Sunday. So they've got a nice long break between when we play them uh, and when we played the Eagles on the short week, yeah. the stiffing uh, of um, the NFL schedule. Yeah, yeah. Damn, uh, damn. And that just yeah. that just adds that just adds to the post on Twitter tonight to Derek Eagleton. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it I, swings I, and roundabouts, I suppose, because we we had extended time to prepare for the Chargers, so. That's true. Somewhat true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just didn't play on the Monday night, though. Yes, exactly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, should we get into the news and updates so that we can crack on with looking into the, 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 show, uh, the show? Crack on looking at the, the game ahead. So uh, we'll bosh on with that and uh, go from there. Okay, then. So, yeah, we got a bit of a list to get through, guys. First thing, straight out the gate, Keanu Neal uh, on the COVID list. Doesn't have it, but he was in close contact. So uh, he's got to go and do the self-isolation. All depends. It's literally a big, massive question mark. And I feel this game is a game where he could come in handy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big one. Another big one, Donovan Wilson groin injury and these injuries groins especially in defensive backs tend to linger 
and uh, they'll raise their ugly head throughout the season. So that's a big one as well. Carlos Watkins uh, has a knee injury. Another big one is DA, uh, Dorrance Armstrong, with a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out, I reckon, for about three weeks. High ankle sprain's yeah. another one um, where you're kind of screwed there. Amari Cooper's dealing with some rib soreness. Lyle Collins is still under suspension. Uh, Tyne Seki is still <laughs> dealing with a heat stroke slash illness. He's confirmed as out. Um, the other one is uh, a, ooh, a Longhorns player has been added to the practice squad. squad uh, cornerback Holton Hill. Uh, so he's been added and they're going to, I don't know, see what they've got there. In other news, though, um, Neville Gallimore. He's at practice. He's on the cords. <laughs> that means he's probably about two to three weeks away. So as yeah. good news as it is, it's always good. Any progression that you hear of is always good news. But we still got to um, wait and see on that one. You never know how it's going to go. Um, and the other news, then, because uh, somebody asked me the question to ask over in Dallas. Kelvin Joseph, no news. No news on the date. So we're going to be looking, I reckon, mid-season, which isn't a bad thing because I think it, it needed a bit of development. Yeah, it's another groin injury. So I mean, mm. corner cornerbacks need their need the full movement. So um, it's not something you want to be rushing back. Otherwise, you you risk uh, re re aggravating the injury, and then you'd need to spend more time on better better to let it heal as as best you can, and then get them back out. And we all know here at UK Cowboys what aggravation's like, so we, I'm not going to go there, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys um, got anything to add about those injuries before we quickly move on? I am going to add one more thing before we move on, but you guys want to talk about any of those injuries? Yeah, for me, the, the biggest one is Keanu Neal. Um, we talked mm -hmm. in a little bit in the, the post-game, um, about how we can move linebackers around, and yeah. um, especially if we're going to have um, Parsons at the defensive end, um, having Neil and Cox would have been a nice, a nice fill in. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, hopefully Neil can uh, get through the protocol. Is he double vaxxed? Does it, do we know? Keanu Neil is, is not. No, I don't oh, think he, he is. Not? No, 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 no. Mark, Mark Carter uh, just put the comment in there. I'll bring it back mm. up. Um, so that's why it's, it's kind All of different, right. different in terms of the whole um, mm. Randy Redmond situation. So yeah, yeah. Thanks okay. again with the thanks again with the comment, Mark. Thank you. Yes. Well, <laughs> again, it leaves us. I mean, not the only because of the the situation elsewhere. It leaves us a little bit thin at linebacker. Um, mm. if, yeah. if he's out, if he's out, we don't. It's not confirmed yet, so we'll, we'll see if he's out. Um, but yeah, that's for me. That's the biggest concern. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Wilson would start. Um, yeah, but again, getting a little bit thin there. But you know, it's, it's frustrating because we're only three weeks in, and we're, I know. we're you know, and yeah, when, I mean, when you go on. No, no, no. We we do seem to have been hit with the the injury stick at the moment, and you know. Covid's reading it. We've had more in Covid this year than we had all last year when people weren't vaccinated. So, you know, we seem to be it's it swings and roundabouts. What we missed out on last year seems to be kicking in this year. Um, yeah, 
Dorrance Armstrong, Carlos Watkins and Ty Enzeki have all been um, listed as out yeah. for this week. Yeah. So start start preparing without them. Um, probably means you are going to see Parsons in at DE. Um, the, the good thing is that I think Leighton Van Der Esch and even Jalen last week actually had pretty good games. If they can... Yeah. You know, I think the play of Parsons has probably lit a fire under um, number nine, um, you know, and he's trying to up his game, you know, and he's, you know, he's doing a good job. He's doing a better job this year. So, and it, you can see the the main thing as well is he's holding in any need to do the swipe. So, <laughs> you know, he's he's not drawing the drawing the ire of Cowboys fans or or the referees. Not seeing any flags for taunting because he's doing the swipe against anybody. So, um, I I, I think we can maybe get by. But I mean, yeah, it, it'd be lovely to have Keanu Neal back. It just obviously we need to see how quickly we can get him through the protocol. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about Parsons in a bit because obviously that that's going to be for me when I've. As you know, go for the analytics. I lead a boring life. Um, <laughs> going through it, Parsons is the key on defense. We'll get to that in a little bit, the reasons why some of it's purely obvious. Um, and that's why I think I agree with you, with the Keanu Neal, um, as well as Dorrance Armstrong as well, because the two kind of make a massive hole. It, 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 it's like a black hole in one you know, instantly, because you've got a linebacker that's missing and a defenseman. Oh. So you're going to have to do something there. So yep. Keanu Neal helps soften what Parsons can do. So I agree. But the only other thing I'm going to add is there is for UK Cowboys, no virtual tailgate this week. Obvious reasons. Cowboys are playing Monday night football, which means on Monday night, it's slash Tuesday morning <clears throat> kickoff at quarter past one in the morning. Yay, Monday night football. <laughs> Man, is killer, honestly. Only because you spend all of Saturday watching college football. So you finish that about four o'clock in the morning. A little bit of a lion if the wife lets you. Then it's um, Sunday football. You got that. And like normally you think, like, say Cowboys kick off at 9 p.m. here in the UK. That finishes you know, about midnight. You're like, ah, oh, sleep. But no. Not when it's Monday night football. You've got to do it all yeah. for another day. By that yeah, time, the bags under the eyes have turned into, you, you know, your eyes look like the Michelin man. Yeah, just the, basically, people asked us, it's like, what, what's that? With the Monday night football, I feel as though that we age five times <laughs> a lot quicker. Like, I know I have, anyway. <laughs> like, that's what happens when, when you're the biggest franchise in the world, people want to watch you. That's mm. just the grudge we have to bear. Unfortunately, I mean, it, it, <laughs> like we we've have struggled. We've had many <clears throat> a uh, very weird conversations on a Tuesday morning. Oh yes, we have sleep deprived <laughs> sleep deprived conversations on a Tuesday. They are weird. If people want to want to kind of. To, to kind of tap into the conversations that are held, just go back and watch part three of our 24 hour show. I reckon it around maybe like five, yeah. five, six, <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning, it's 
strange. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I would say no because they'll be freaked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is that. People will start to get. People will start to get concerned, and then we'll have uh, we'll have Barry G from Cowboys Experience, which I'm going to do in a minute. Uh, our sponsor go in. Mm, yeah, let's cancel these guys. They're a bit strange for me. Uh, <laughs> but. Just a very quick one before we continue on with the show, guys. Cowboys Experience, especially for people in the UK. These are our sponsors. They have tailgate parties and game day packages that you guys will not want to miss. And for a little added extra, say the word to them, UK Cowboys, and that we sent you because, guys, all together now, what do they give you? You get free stuff. stuff. And it's as simple I mean, as that, guys. And Rich, if Rich you do go to any... <laughs> Rich literally, he, he described it. He literally said, like, UK Cowboys, send. And that's it. Free stuff. And that's it. He knows that you've come there. Especially if you're a member of UK Cowboys as well. Um, but, all right, let's look at the Cowboys offense then, guys. Alrighty, so I think it's no, um, I I, it's pretty easy, I think, to just turn around you and say, best player on the offense, Dak Prescott, and that's where it begins <laughs> and ends, yeah? Should yeah. we just start and end there? Yeah. yeah. All right, onto the defense. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tap into, into the post-game show against the Chargers. I think straight mm-hmm. off the bat, Brian couldn't wait to ask me about the offensive line and in particular uh, our troubles at right tackle. And I had I had to say to him, I was very, very encouraged. Yeah. Um, I will hold my hand up and say um, maybe, just maybe, small sample size, but just maybe I've been a little bit critical. Um, but that's fine. Well, this You're is only thing. basing I mean, on what you've already seen. Exactly. I mean, I can, I can only make a judgment on what, what we've seen. Um, and... Uh, the opportunity was there. We, we pick Parsons and we move on. So that's how I'm, that's how I'm going to look at it. Um, and and what a pick it looks so far. I'll just reiterate, what a pick. Anyway, um, if if we can continue to get the correct play, the right play, the high level of play from the swing tackle position, maybe I'll back off a little bit. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop um, putting offensive line so high on the list. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, but you've you've got to, you can only see what you've seen, and so far, it, with a small sample size, I'll say again, it does look encouraging. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's, 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 he's been working out. He's been working out all summer with uh, Duke many whether the mm-hmm. the um, internationally renowned um, offensive line coach, um, and I mean, he's he's been putting a hell of a lot of work in, and Duke. Duke's actually been posting a lot of videos this week because his his other client is Rashawn Slater. So the two videos that he's been posting a lot of this week are of those two guys. Um, obviously, you know they had sterling st- performances this week because we, you know, as good as Micah Parsons was, we ended up having to move him across against Storm Norton because he wasn't get, getting the pressure against uh, Rashawn Slater. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he absolutely. No, he absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Storm Norton. Yeah. Yeah. 
Steele's got a big test coming up this week against the the Philadelphia line because they like to move everybody around. You got yeah. Ryan, you you've got Kerrigan, you've got uh, Josh Sweat. Um, by the way, by the way, before you continue, if you're going to say Ryan Kerrigan, change it for Seth McFarlane, please. <laughs> Go take a look at the picture. He is Seth McFarlane's brother. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, every time I see his face, I'm like, oh, my God, his family guy. Yeah. Mike does this stuff when he takes a break from analytics. Mm. (laughs) I look at lookalikes. Yep. You've also got Derek Barnett and you've got Fletcher Cox as well. So all all of these guys have been cowboy killers in the past. Um, So, I mean, they're the big concern this week. And, I mean, they will be teeing up to – they will be teeing up to – attack the weak link of the line now whether it's steel or whether it's um biadish it's up to them to make that call but um you know this is this is somewhere we we need to build on last week and establish the ground game so that um you don't give a you you know we can pound it down the throats control the time of possession and then don't give philadelphia a lot of time to to play the ball yeah, and that is what I was going to say. I want when we got to defense, I was going to mention about uh, Bradley and I got two pressures um, against Rashawn Slater, which is quite <coughs> interesting. Um, old uh, T Rex arms getting it done, but all right then, guys. Um, big news, I think the big one. We're talking about injuries, and our injury list is big. One of the big things for this Cowboys offense, is Brandon Graham has gone to IR. Yes, I was just yep. about to mention that. Um, go on and go for it, mate. I'll set so, you up, you knock it down. Yeah, so I didn't know that till <clears throat> yesterday mm-hmm. when I, I was invited to the, the British Eagles podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Despite their rivals, nice guys, but sorry mm-hmm. guys, but we are still going to beat you. Um, <laughs> um, so, so, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, so they filled me in that the Brandon Graham is trying to be out injured. Uh, he's not going to be in this team, which is a big bonus for us because he is one of the uh, rocks of that Eagles defense. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but if there was something, uh, I'm, I'm kind of just kind of um, go off something here. Like, if there's one thing I noticed with the 49ers game against the Eagles, is their inside defensive line. Were, yeah, were get, getting them blown up. They were getting blown mm. up out of the water. Um, the yeah. gaps, the gaps were getting ridiculously really bad. So, and can I, uh, what Mark's saying is run the ball. Absolutely. Yes. I, f- yeah. I think for I think for this game, this is going to be a game for Zeke because he has more about the inside run, whereas Paul has more of the outside type of guy. So, mm-hmm. I think I think this is going to be the game for Zeke this time. Especially when you look at their linebacker core, their linebacker oh, core mm-hmm. against the run is, is is very very bad in terms of coverage and pass rush. Not so bad; they're all right actually. But in terms of everything else, I mean, like when you look, uh, you've got um, Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton. Between the pair of them, over the last two years, they've got fifty six missed tackles. Mm. Yep. Uh, against running backs as well, that is. Um, so, is Fletcher Cox not the player he used to be? He is declining. I would I would say he's I, I, getting absolutely. long in the tooth, but he's still good. 
he's still good, but he's he's just not got that. Um, I wouldn't say killer instinct, but it's like the way how in the Dumber could Sue getting long in the, the Yeah, yeah. Because like, 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 like Sue is still a good player, but yeah. he's not what he's like when he was at Detroit. Uh-huh. It's like yeah, that's yeah. what that's what Fletcher Cox is like right now. Like he can still cause an impact, but not the way he used to be. I mean, just just from my, from what I know about the Eagles' D line, um, that's that's the two players I'm, I'm looking for is Derek Barnett and Fletcher Cox. Um, yeah. But if, if you guys are suggesting that their their running lanes are um, plentiful, then that's encouraging. Yeah, especially just, especially the way we we controlled the running game last yeah. week. I mean, just short of two hundred yards on the ground. The yeah. biggest issue we've got uh, is um, Hargrave. And him against Biarish is is a very nasty matchup. Um, I, I've been looking at it. The only way I can see is they're going to have to double team him with Connor Williams. So that's going to put the right the, the <laughs> left hand side of the line and under a bit more pressure. But you, I've got some stats for you going through the analytics. Right. Um, so it's all about Dallas Cowboys on early downs, running the ball. Um, to create third downs. So uh, on first and second downs, uh, Cowboys are actually first in EPA. That's between Zeke and obviously Tony Pollard. Uh, Eagles defense versus the run on early downs, on first and second downs. Uh, they're 13th. Yeah, so I mean, they're still so good. They're mediocre. It's mediocre average. Yeah, yeah. Middle of the pack, yeah. 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 Um and the the third down, uh I'm trying to have a look. Dallas is third in third down conversion on offense. The Eagles defense is fifth in stopping third down. So the third down is where it's gonna be tricky. But one thing I will say when you stop and you think about this, right? People are saying a lot about um, the Eagles' defense in that sense, but think about who they played. They got the Falcons, so Matt Ryan and whatever's going on with their receiver core in the first game, in the second game, Jimmy G, and I, I, I don't even want to start with the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> wide receiver core. Like you, when you stop and you think about it, they have not yeah. faced a wide receiver core like the Dallas Cowboys yet this season. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike, sorry, sorry, can I jump ship? Eh? Um, yeah. Just for Austin, as far as we know, we don't think mm-hmm. there's been any new updates about it. No, not yet. Uh, Stephen Jones has said that they're involved, and as far as you can talk about it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold much hope for it. I have to admit. Um, I mean, you're, you're talking about you're talking about the same organisation that gave that that suspension to Zeke Elliott with no police involvement. Mm-hmm. So they really are a law unto themselves. You can't, they, they don't go by any book. They take each case individually. So I wouldn't hold your breath, Austin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but that was the big thing on, on offense I've looked at. The other thing, I don't know what you guys, if you want to talk about the, because um, like you're talking about Ryan Kerrigan. A lot of stuff that jump off at, at the page for you is non-statistical stuff. So it's more um, how they, um, the defensive ends and in the middle as well, how they try and slow down running lanes. They're quite good in that way is working together as a unit. Because in terms of like 
with uh, Seth MacFarlane with his sack totals is that he's had 18 sacks in his career and he's been in the NFL for 12 years. It's not Seth MacFarlane, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm telling you, just Google him right now and you'll see his face and you'll oh, go, no, oh my God, that's the same guy. <laughs> um, so, and I, I mean, the offense, I am, I'm not worried about it at all. Like, just going through it, you know, like Lamb against Slay. I mean, so Darius Slay, so far in his career, has given up a, a 61.2 quarterback rating. Um, so far, 11 targets, uh, six receptions, 36 yards. Um, but Slay misses a lot of tackles. His missed tackle rate is quite high. So him against Lamb, oh, you know, because you think about it, I, like he, he's going to play back Slay, and you don't really want to do that to Lamb. You just want to get the ball in his hands as quick as you can because Lamb's all about the, the, the after the catch, the yak, um, where the other side coops. He's more about the route and, and getting deep. And that's where I think... It, if you get a, a one-on-one matchup with them pair, if it's that way round, it's pick your poison. Because on the other side, you've got Steve Nelson. He's given up a, Q, a quarterback rating of uh, 107.9 in his career. But he doesn't miss tackles. Is, so, like, is, there any, if, is there any chance that Cooper misses this game? I don't think it sounds like it does. Uh, apparently, he's dealing with some rib soreness where... Week one, this comes back from where he caught the touchdown pass and landed on the ball, and it was mm. underneath him. Remember, mm. he got quite, he got up quite slow and he kind of got helped up. It's all from that. And then last week, he got that third down conversion where he caught the ball and he did it the did. same thing again and <laughs> aggravated. Yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it it it, it stems all from that. But I, I think Cooper, he's going to play anyway, and you, you I know. Think he'll play. <laughs> Yeah, even he's if not, you have him out there. Yeah, yeah you could just tape. have him out there to run right. Mark makes a really great, great point here. I, I think that could be the blessing of the strategy, Cooper. Like, we'll have Cooper there, but I don't think he's going to, he's just going to be there more of a decoy, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we're worrying but, about Fletcher great, Cox Great point, as well, Mark. Great, great comment. We're all talking about Fletcher Cox and going, Ooh, don't forget, he's going to be up against Zach Martin, who was the number one offensive player last week. I'm not yeah. worried about that. I'm not worried yeah. about that. No. I mean, my only concern is that the Eagles see see Coop as a as he decoy and double team Lamb because we don't have Gallup. But on the other hand, I d- I don't I'm not so sure that the the passing game is the Cowboys' number one weapon at the moment. Nah, no, um, not I mean, for this with, game. No, definitely not. I mean, when you saw the 200 yard, almost 200 yard performance against the Chargers. Um, I mean, I guess a really good defense as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been I've been questioning the amount of involvement that <clears throat> Tony Pollard can get um, for a while now. But if they're going to see if they're going to split carries between him and Zeke, then the sky's the limit. Because if if you can get if you can get um, Pollard out wide as a wide receiver, I mean that that just opens up all sorts of trouble for for a questionable secondary and. Um, if they can keep Zeke fresh, then it leaves him to ground in the, the, the third and fours inside the goal line and all that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah. a, it's a double-headed sword, it really is. 
And then you've also got CD you've also got CD Lamb running the ball out the backfield as well. I mean for 13 yards that was a pretty good call I mean it certainly gave all these sort of things can add a little wrinkle that will just cause fits for a defence and And you know none of of us so far has mentioned Jarwin and Schultz I was just trying to say that well I was going to make a I was going to make a point Um, I was asked this on the the Eros podcast last night regards to the whole Zeke and Tony Pollard situation. It's like, do you think Zeke's past it? Do you think whatever? Listen, I think that's just a big pile of crap. So, like, the reason that I... Like, this is my honest... Like, this is my opinion. Like, like, everyone's entitled to that. Like, I think split the ties is more of a thing just to make it a bit more diverse, but also prolonging Zeke to last a lot longer because him being the type of running back... 17-game season. Exactly. And not to mention the type of contract he's on. We want, like, we don't want him want him to miss out a season or yeah, yeah. Reti- retire yeah. early or that type of yeah. thing. So splitting the cows, I think, is a great thing. Like they can talk about the contract all they want as long as he's out there in the field. Like, I mean, he still scored seventy odd yards and a touchdown. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. That's yeah. still he got good. over a hundred yards total offense. He got over a hundred yeah. yards total offense. So, yeah. so to me, so for that whole talk about him, oh, he's done. But shut up. Just yeah. shut up, right? But but anyway, I mean, but, but, but back to sorry, but sorry, but uh, oh, no, to... we'll we'll continue on with the Zeke thing because I <laughs> we, I got one as well. Everybody but, has, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll let you guys all talk over me. You know, you guys go first. I mean, go on, on if you got a well, Zeke take, and I got a Graham. The big the bigger thing for me is obviously we have four NFC East games in the last five or six weeks of the season, mm-hmm. and that's when you want you know in December. When we're up in uh, New York, Philly, wherever, um, you know, this is when we want to be able to pound the ball, um, mm-hmm. you know, because Christ knows what the weather's going to be like. You might have snow, you might have rain. Passing's yeah. not going to passing's not going to be there. You want Zeke healthy, so if we can spell him now and have him hit in the stride for come December, then that's 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 going to be. Put it's going to play a big, massive advantage for us going in the long run, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, and go on, Greg. Go on. This cover, this conversation that Paul brought up, obviously that the Eagles, Irish, the Irish uh, and British UK Eagles have jumped all over. Uh, they've been watching Good Morning Football. And, uh, that, that was exactly that. That was yeah, exactly. In my, that. In my yeah. personal opinion, they've Good Morning Football talk an awful lot about fantasy, and they like to. They like to make statements that get shared and liked and stir pots like policy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I brought up the scenario in the post game. I'm going to paint. I'll, I'll tell you the same scenario. It's third and seven inside the red zone, um, and you're you're five points behind. Um, but the the defense is called a zero blitz. Which running back are you putting in? I know exactly oh, which yeah. running back I'm putting yeah. in. You know, it, it's it's a ridiculous thing to say, but. It's worked because the the Eagles podcast has jumped on it and they've 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 talked about it. So it brings up the, the Good Morning Football program. Best of luck to them, but I think it's a nonsense statement. It's more yeah. of a fantasy statement than anything else. That's exactly but, that. I mean, like one of the things as well, like you don't see it on the stat sheet and you don't even feel it or see it on TV. But speaking to the guys over in Dallas Cowboys media, they're saying, look. When Zeke is on the field, you feel it. 
it like that the defense it is different when Zeke is on the field as opposed to Tony Pollard, and you're standing there, you can see it and you can feel that pressure, and like mm-hmm. it's just it's a totally different feeling when Zeke and Tony are on, and what you're just talking about it's playmaking ability and threat that you know you've got to contain Zeke, you know because at any moment that guy's going off. He's running down the field for 91 yards and a touchdown if you let him, because we've seen it. Um, and it's just, it's everything that there's just this whole different persona on the defense when Zeke's on the field. And we don't get to see that and we don't feel it either. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, said, it. been said by a few of the reporters that have been down on the sideline that when Zeke's, when Zeke's pounding into the holes and everything like that, the, the sounds that are resonating around the stadium are yeah, immense where, mm. you know, P- Pollard is obviously is the more flashy speed. It's a change of pace guy. But I mean, he can lay a hit. I mean, you've seen, you've seen him bouncing off some defenders on those runs last week. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I'm not saying that he's, he's any worse than Zeke, but I mean, you know, obviously Zeke is is used to all the way through Ohio State, all the way yep. through the first four or five years in the league. All he has done is hit those ground and pound yards down the middle of the, the offensive line. And, you know, he will make people think twice about coming in for a tackle on them. And don't forget why the Cowboys drafted Zeke. The Cowboys drafted Zeke because we had Tony Romo and we wanted to add to what we had with the offensive line in keeping Tony Romo healthy. Because when he was at Ohio <clears throat> State, I, I, I can't remember. I can remember at the time I posted the statistics, but it was something like Zeke, uh, whilst in college, was asked to pass block 132 times. In that time, zero sacks, zero pressures. Yep. Which is an incredible start, especially yeah. when you think of what the Big, the big Ten is like. It's, yeah. it's got to be. It's got to make Dak more comfortable as well, knowing that Zeke is there to pick up a blitz. I mean, Mindset, how could it not? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. with the best will in the world, uh, Tony Pollard is not a, thir- a three down back. It's it's as simple as that, and that's why Zeke is still a starter. Yeah, um, for me though, I don't know what you guys think. If we move to the defense, for me, it is all about running the ball in this game. That. That they, well, if they can get the running backs to the second level, to those linebackers, man, I, I, just get your face in there. Just get Zeke, get Tony's face into theirs. Just get, I, because it's draining, it's deflating to a defense when it's done that way too. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key. Yep. Yep. Just before you before you just mention we're moving out of this, we actually almost forgot again the, the unsung people that we're going to talk about was uh, the tight ends. The tight ends. Yeah, another, another. I mean, like their safeties. They they got. Well, um, I'm trying to remember their safeties. Hold on. Uh, yeah, Anthony Harris. So he's not a bad safety actually. Uh, versus coverage, sixty-seven point one uh, quarterback rating. Although last year, very bad. He was like. He gave up a hundred and twenty-one point four quarterback rating. He gave up like four touchdowns. So. To me, though, at the moment, like with the the tight ends and the running backs, because these and this is a good thing to think about that if the running game is starting to like struggle a little bit, 
this Eagles defense hasn't faced a decent wide receiver core yet. They have now. So if I'm Callum Moore and I'm going, hmm, let's test it out then. R- the, the running game, okay, we don't know. Let's see what they're like against the pass then. They have not had this yet. And you mm-hmm. just go to it and see mm-hmm. what you've got. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah, I'm doing watch, it. Watch out for Cedric Wilson in this game as well. Yeah, I think I'll, so too. Yeah, I'll Mark, bring the, Mark, I'll bring Mark the up again. Mark made a really good comment that. to that. Like, I'm kind of in the I'm in the same boat. If if it was a linebacker lined up on Wilson in the red zone, I think we're kind of expecting Dak to kind of read that. So yeah, yeah. Let me just get up. So if if they're playing in like a nickel defense, really you're going to be looking at Avante Maddox coming into play. Is it? Is it? Trying to do analytics on the fly here. Uh, okay, so it's it's fairly balanced, but what you got to think of is uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, so if I can just get up Cedric Wilson because here is where there could be a big mismatch. So if I just get his stats up a minute, because Avante Maddox not bad in coverage in terms of what he can do, especially from the slot. But years where it could win. Avante Maddox is five foot nine. Cedric Wilson is nearly six foot three. That yeah. uh, the, there's a great mismatch. So I'm going to use Cedric Wilson from the slot. And bear in mind, you know, if they decide it, it, when they're in the nickel defense to put him against Lamb, same problem again. Same thing with Amari Cooper. So you're going to have to play him from the slot. But we've got big guys. We've got tall, lanky guys. We haven't even mentioned Noah Brown that you could put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just <clears throat> again, just to touch on the tight, to touch on the tight ends for a minute. Their their pass blocking was highly, highly improved. Um, yeah, agree. I think that's. I think that's gonna that's gonna help. If that can continue, that's gonna help on Monday night definitely. Um, because that's the, that's the biggest threat coming from the D is the yeah. defensive ends. Yeah, I'm Dal- not going to play. Dalton Schultz well, put in a shift. Dalton Schultz put in a, a real shift when he was called on to block. I mean, you saw him smack, smack laying the laying the lid into a lot of guys there. Um, you know, so it was it was obviously um, something he's worked on over the the off season, and it mm-hmm. was maybe a point of emphasis this week, especially obviously needing to help help out with steel for a little bit. Um, you know, so if if we can build on that, and you know, the, the worst thing you want is, as as Mike says, is you know somebody just falling down slowly, as <laughs> as your block, you know. Yeah. So, um, the more that these guys can do, now, they they'll be the one thing I would say, um, if you're calling on them to pass, Alex Singleton, the the linebacker for the Eagles, um, he's a He's a very cerebral linebacker. He's yeah. I like I liken him to Sean Lee. I he used to play for the um, Calgary Stampeders in the CFL. Um, he controlled the uh, the Calgary Stampeders defense that led the league in the last year that he was there, and he he led the league with something like 116 tackles. Um, and I think you know, obviously he was under he's undersized, but he's he's very good in pass coverage. Uh, the undersize is probably why he's bouncing off a lot of these tackles on the on the running game. Um, he's getting blocked out of the way, that sort of thing. 
Um, but, I mean, he knows how to get himself in the right position to, to make the tackle on a pass play and break up balls. Um, so he, he's, he's somebody that you can't just discount. Yeah, and, you know, for, for me, the linebackers, they are quite good at the coverage side of it all. Um, I like... I like if they're going to try and put, um, you know, if you're going to go down that way, if they put Avery over Schultz, that's another great matchup. I, I think he can beat that particular matchup. Um, if I can try and get, I'm trying to do all this quickly on the fly. I should have been, should have been more prepared, but I'm not. Um, so there you go. Uh, six foot two fifty. So he's not bad, really, in that sense of, of defending tight ends. He's all right. It's a fairly balanced matchup, but I'm not going to play much 12-man. I'm definitely going 22. Uh, sorry, 21. That's where I'm going on this. Um, so, I mean, in terms like, I think we're all in agreement. It's all about going down and busting, you know, going into the gut. Inside zone. If you need to, bounce it outside as well, because they've got the time. I think, and again, Steele, I think in in particular, this is another good game where you're going to see him a, a slightly easier matchup than last week because it's not Joey Bosa. Um, and we're going to actually see if there's consistency there, um, mm-hmm, yep. which is nice. So we'll yeah. see if it's that's there. Um, should we move to the defense, the fun stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. cool. All right, let's do it. Radio. I've always got to do an Australian accent when we move into the next segment. I'm not sure why, but it works. Um, right, okay. Fair to say, the best player for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts by a mile. Um, yep. But here's, here's something interesting and a stat that straight away stood out to me, right? So check this out. Jalen Hurts so far this year, 58 pass attempts. That's 21st in the league 7.8 yard per attempt that's 14th in the league uh but he has a better quarterback rating than Dak Prescott with 108 I think it's pretty obvious where Jalen Hurts is making his money right yep (laughs) it's definitely not with his arm (laughs) um (laughs) we was talking earlier about um Parsons in the defensive end spot. I think this is a case of uh, you don't do that. Not that you don't do it. Because somebody asked me in the week, does Parsons stay at defensive end? And I said no. And the reason I say no is that in the past, right? Okay, let's let's go back through it all. Um, It's like, like, I mean, put it this way, right? In the past, we knew what a defense would do. They wouldn't alter, they wouldn't change. You know, you got Jason Gara with everything else going on over there on the defense. You knew what they were going to do. And it was, this is what we're doing. Beat us this way. And most of the time they would. But um, <laughs> this defense, this defense, from what I've seen so far, is that it's been, right, this is what this team's like. We're going to do it this way. Next week, this is what this team's like. So let's change it up. And they're alternating their defense to how it goes, which is what I think they're going to do with Parsons. The Parsons now becomes 
what you do with him depends on how they want to play the defense. So in this particular case, all I want Parsons to do is get to Hurts and and contain him. Don't let him run around. Don't let him break out yeah. because there's it, because Hurts and Parsons, it, like Parsons in terms of speed, he's going to get to him every time. And all you that, do is yeah. you just go. Your job is Hurts. That's it's it. It's funny you say that because that was brought up in the post game. I can't remember. Paul, can you remember who who was it? Said it was one of the viewers that said that basically make Parsons the QB spy. You could do yeah. that yeah. for the entire game. Pretty much. Yeah. That is exactly what I would do. I mean, I mean, I mean the one the one thing you want to do though as well is um, to to counter J- Jalen Hurts is you want to keep him in the pocket. You want him as a pocket yeah. passer because that's that's where he's ineffectual. Mm. When he when he's all of his passes tend to be bubble screens, short yep. passes. Yep. Um, you know, as evidenced by the seven point eight yards per attempt. He, he, he lulls you to sleep with that, and then they try the sixty-yard bomb, which they tried with um, Quez uh, last week, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. just um, you know they they will take the odds gamble and throw it down the field, but everything is pretty. He got a ninety-one-yard reception on that play. Yeah, yeah, everything is predicated on what Jalen Hurts can do to buy time and it, I mean it's, it's almost like going back to the 80s when Randall Cunningham was under centre and you know you, you, you had to basically put a spy on him because you know he, he was running about causing causing defence fits if you were going after him you know he, he would it's, it, twist turn and you know he'd be halfway down the field the next yeah. thing you knew so um, you've got to put a spy on him I think but at the same time You've got to keep him in the pocket to be ineffectual. If he yeah, if he's uh, out there running, then and I, and I think the other thing as well, if you look at the 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 Philadelphia running game is actually one of the best in the league in terms of the the stats. But if you actually go into the stats, the majority of their rush yards are actually from um, Hertz. So yeah, the the, run, the right, running yeah. backs aren't the, the running backs aren't anything special. It's no. more a case that hers is, is breaking down. Um, you know, when it, when the rush lanes are open, he's he's out there running down the uh, running down the field, and he's getting the yards there and keeping the drives alive. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why you know they've had a lot. Of, you know, they were able to put the pressure on in week one. They kept the 49ers close. Obviously, the, the 49ers defense is much improved this year, um, basically because they got everybody healthy. Um, but I mean. Their offensive, where it's going to be won or lost, I think, is on the offensive line. And again, we talked about this um, off offline last night. That, and I think Paul mentioned it on the on the Eagles podcast, was that you know their offensive line it hasn't got together yet. It hasn't gelled. Yes. Um, yeah. We've we said there that Lane Johnson is, um, you know, he's he slowed down a bit. Landon Dickerson, the rookie. Um, uh, yeah, you know, just ha- hasn't you know he's got he's got a steep learning curve anyway because of the, mm-hmm. the move up to the program. You've got um, Jordan Mailata, the guy that's just signed the big contract. He's he's never played um, American football in college, um, or not until late on in college. He was he was a rugby player, um, yeah. so he's one of he's one of these guys that have converted from another sport. 
Um, but obviously, the uh, signed a new contract recently. That um, you know, obviously, the Eagles have got their faith in him developing a bit further and becoming a superstar for them. Yeah, um, I mean, and, their offensive line is getting long in the tooth too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying. Um, and add in as well to what you were saying about Jalen Hurts. I just went back and checked. Ignore the twenty, uh, the ninety-one yard bomb. Jalen Hurts. If you take that away, Jalen Hurts a dot is three point six yards. <laughs> so it goes back and to what you're saying that it's all screens and bubble screens. Remember going going back to the these QBR for the season. That was vast. That was vastly earned against the Falcons who are well on their way to getting another top five pick in the spring. So <laughs> let's let's not That's get true. too let's not get too carried away with the QBR. Um I mean like you're saying the the long ball is Hearts' biggest threat, but I th- I think we've got the safeties to deal with that now. Um we've seen plenty of flash plays from our safeties and um yeah, you know, the turnovers break. are there as well. Here's a question for you, right? And this is absolutely crazy to say, right? But on our defence, do you think safety is now a position of strength for the Cowboys' defence? That's got to be. I mean, it has to be. <laughs> How weird is that to say? I mean, this is this is this is top of the argument. The Cowboys lead the league in turnovers. They do. When was the last time you said that? <laughs> I mean, and and so, uh, it, it comes from our safety position. The safety is simple. As simple as that. I mean, K, I mean, see if see if KZ makes another another big uh, <laughs> another big stop in in the red zone. Build a statue. I mean, honestly, build a statue. I mean, it's, 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 one, it's a game a week just now. I mean, what more does the guy need to do? Mm-hmm. I don't think he was. I don't think he was the biggest splash in free agency. I think there were there were bigger names that came in. But wow, he's made a he's made a huge difference in the back end of the defense. Brilliant. And I mean, I, I mean that interception that was turned down by Curse as well. I mean, yeah. I think Curse Curse's name was getting called numerous times as well because he was in the backfield making tackles. He was, yeah. You know, as as soon as the pass was completed, it was you know the the guy was knocked to the ground, everything like that. So, um, you know. Our, our our safety players, you know, the fact that Wilson's been out, you know, mm. you thought, oh, we haven't got a hitter. We've got basically Hooker, who's probably a free safety. Coverage got, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the coverage guys. But, I mean, God, they were laying the smack down last week. So, you know, they're capable of it. And, you know, they're providing veteran leadership for a, for a um, cornerback core that um, outside uh, Anthony Brown, you've got, guys that are in first or second years you know yeah and like you think hooker was in last week all right it wasn't a perfect game by him but his first game back after being out of here he did okay i think he was all right but yeah. going back to curse i actually think that was his career game that was the best game i think he has ever played that was by far his best and here's another point to note <laughs> we haven't finished with the safeties yet that <laughs> We still haven't seen, which is perfect news, we haven't seen Israel Mukwamu. And people are saying, you know, some people are like, oh, Israel. And it's like, no, to not have your rookie have to play is brilliant news because that means with each coming week, he's learning and developing more, which is great. And we already said 
back in the off season where you know when we were talking you know for all the positions how much we loved Israel and we, we did a big write up saying look out for this guy as well as Nation Wright there's another name do we see him at corner do we see him at corner on Monday night I with the injury have, list uh, who, oh as a non-active oh right okay well fair uh, enough you I mean, think he, he's going to be an inactive is what you're thinking is it yeah, pro- I mean, I'm yeah. just, I'm just trying to paint who my, my corners are. Um, I mean, obviously, well, Higgs and Lewis. Given, given you've got three guys that are going to be definitely out at the moment, and we only had four inactives last week, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Wright's actually active, whether he gets on the field or not. I don't know, but um, yeah, you know. My, my issue, see, with Nation Wright, very tall, very lanky, um, big arm reach and everything. But as we know, the, the taller, lankier cornerbacks struggle with the get-off and getting up to top speed. And, right, you think Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, uh, as you were saying as well, Quez, um, where, where are we? Watkins. Watkins, yep. Yeah. Um, they are fast guys. They get off quick. They get off fast. And mm-hmm. it's funny because last year we said the Eagles' offense it was just very clunky, uh, very slow. Uh, and, but they've built up that speed quick. They're fast receivers now. So I think yeah. for, for a guy like Nation Wright, he would end up struggling in that respect. Yeah. Because um, Smith has been playing all right. But going back to Curse, I think this is a perfect game from again because he's going to be up against Dallas Goddard. And at the moment, for him playing against tight, tight ends, he's been great. He has, yeah, yeah, yeah he has. Um, just, just on, just on the corners, there, there was kind of a blueprint drawn by um, the Chargers' offense and how to move the ball against the secondary. But going into Monday night, I don't think it's a, a, a plan that the Eagles can stick to because I don't see Hurts as the, the quarterback that can pick mid-range passes and throw into double coverage. I mean, I, I'm particularly referencing the one um, Diggs stopped on the play because he basically knew, he basically thought that Herbert wouldn't throw the ball. Uh, so he, that's he thought that he wouldn't be able to make it, is what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it is an impossible throw. I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was a first-class throw. Uh, I've seen that mentioned a couple of times that, there was no loft on that pass. Either. Yeah, it was a laser. QBs do, they simply do not throw that ball, and that's why Diggs slowed up on it. But yeah. he got the connection. But I don't see Jalen Hurts doing that. No, and I, I mean, no. Hurts hasn't thrown an interception yet this season, but I think that's going to change this oh, yeah. th- this game. I think there's I think there's multiple opportunities for our secondary, and we we just need to, we just need to make sure that. Um, you know, we we tighten up some of these uh, uh, weak zones that we maybe had against the Chargers. Um, yeah, it's just you know, a bit of a refinement, refinements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be two two games into the season and our defense is already a hell of a lot better. Now you could say that our passing defense is actually thirty first in the league at the moment, but you've given up four hundred. You've given up almost four hundred yards to Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that old version. 
That was a good one. That. That, that, is a, um, that is a fantastic really comment, Andrew. Fantastic. The, the, the big issue I've got with um, the big problem I have with the Cowboys' defense at the moment is defending passing down, uh, passing plays on third down. They just mm-hmm. seem to – they're doing the hard work as well with it all. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're yep. there. And, like, it seems to be that they get to, like, say, when the, 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 the players are trying to play out of structure. So they, they've, they've closed the gaps. They've stopped the routes. The, stra- the scramble drill comes in. Uh, and they can't seem to defend it. You're like, come on, mm-hmm. you're doing the hard part. The out-of-the-structure stuff, it, it, it's, you know – You've been doing that your whole lives, so it just it get that gets a bit frustrated, and I had my my frustrations in last week again because it was fucking pissing me off. But <laughs> it's just my I god, know. everyone! My god, you actually hear Mike swear? Holy shit! <laughs> I put some money in the Christmas swear jar. It must um, have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it did. It, it hacks me off in that sense. But here's one of the things that I looked at that I thought is great for Randy Gregory because we've got to add him into this factor as well, that uh, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, he has the third, is it the third or the fourth? One of the longest I put, anyway. uh, Time to throw. That he waits for those plays to develop. To get to the scramble drill, as we say. So if the Cowboys are slowing the routes down and staying on top of them, he actually he is time to throw on average is 3.4 seconds. That's a long time. That's that's why he's <laughs> that's not like over first, a second longer. That's one of the reasons why he's not a first round quarterback. It's as it's as simple as that. He needs to, he needs to throw when somebody's he can't throw somebody open. Somebody needs to become mm. open for him to find them. Um, yeah. You're not going to see Diggs throw into double coverage on a slant route, for instance. It's got to be, it's got to be clearly open. Um, and again, that's that's why he's not. He wasn't picked in the first round because that's one of his issues. Yeah, he, he was he, like that in Alabama too. He was he was running around. And one of the reasons Nick Saban kind of moved on from him and went to Tua because Tua would somewhat do the same, but he would at least try and make the tight window throws, which is what Jalen won't do. Um, but the, more to the point is why I'm thinking the 3.4 seconds is that if he's going to wait in the pocket for that long, when you've got Randy Gregory, and then if I'm Micah Parsons, and they go, right, you need to be there to defend the run, which we'll get to in a minute, but you're there really for Jalen Hurts to contain and get to. If he's in there for 3.4 seconds, that's a long time for Randy Gregory and Parsons to get in there and try and break up the play because it's going to be about finishing. It's not about the pressures because um, escaping pressure and throwing again when he's under pressure, like Hurts is right up there at the top in, in yeah. being able to do it. So it's yeah. not about just creating pressure. It's about finishing. They've got to finish on the play. Um yeah. A four in four whatever line, way it is. A four four linebacker is the perfect antidote. Isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I just I just want to I, I just want to touch on the Eagles running game for a minute because Yeah, go see, for it. See, I got some good see, ones for that. See an hour into the show, you'd think it was gonna be a complete whitewash. <laughs> 
And I just I just want to highlight maybe an area of the team where the Eagles could make a dent. I mean, we're we're talking about we're we're talking mm-hmm. about Hertz's arm an awful lot, but I I do think we need to consider his his feet. Um, I mean, That's just a quick a quick glance on NFL.com, they are second in rushing. Um, so yeah. don't don't think this is going to be a complete whitewash. They will no. they they can score points on teams. This is this yeah. is one of this is one of the points I made on the 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 British and Irish Heroes podcast last night. It's like I think the biggest threat for us is ensuring that we keep Jalen Hearts inside the pocket. If he's outside the pocket, then that's what he's going to be his most dangerous, obviously, because he is a bit he is a good runner for a quarterback. Yeah, very good. He yeah. will find those lanes. He's yeah. good at it. And he's fast as well, that's the thing. So, he's, so and, not, and, not so much and, fast, he's quick. And and just to add on top of it, and this is where we're kind of going back to the whole conversation about like some Michael Parsons. He is going to spy on top of like a, a Hurts, like being more the, the cover defensive end, if that's the case, make sure that he doesn't move outside. Yeah, he's got to do that. He's got to follow him round. And going back to the running game, the Cowboys' defense at the moment is allowing 73 yards per game in rushing. So they, they are stopping the run. Much can be said, mind you, about the teams that they play, but they've done it mm-hmm. against Eckler. Eckler only got, I think, 54 yards. But here's an interesting one. Their number one running back, Miles Sanders. They do have Kenny Gainwell as well. Um, but Miles Sanders, uh, his yards after contact is just less than 2.4 yards. That's fifth worst amongst all starting running backs. Mm-hmm. Is Jordan Howard so, still there? Is Jordan uh, Howard still an eagle? Good, good, good question. I <laughs> can check. I can check. I mean, just you again, go, just to you go keep back. going for now. No, he's no, he's not the. No, he's not. I tried to brag. He's not. Sa- he's not. Sanders, Gainwell, and Boston Scott are your, right. your three yes. running backs. I mean, Jalen Hurts is their leading rusher. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. With 144 yards, Miles Sanders 129. So that's that's your threat. That's yep. where that's the threat on the Eagles' offense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, our, our running game, our running game has improved vastly. Boston Scott, yeah. but it's it's gonna have to it's gonna have to be on its toes for, for to keep mm-hmm. them out of the end zone. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, after after the display we saw from Demarcus Lawrence, it's it's disappointing that he's out. Uh, yeah, huge huge to have Gregory back, um, and I just hope that the the, the line can continue its rise because I think we're going to need them. I mean, obviously, obviously teams will score points, but um, if, if we can, if we can get the lead with a running game, the, the their running game isn't going to be enough to keep them in the game. They're going to have to go to the pass sooner or later. And that's where I think they'll fall down. Oh and yeah. They I'm, can't I'm nervous. Play again. I'm nervous on, about, sorry, I'm, I'm nervous about, you know, being, being so confident, but the stats are there. <laughs> The stats are there yeah. to be confident about this game. Um, I just, I, I just hope it all comes together, and I hope Steele keeps his rise, and I hope the run game stays as, as, as good as it has been so far. Um, 
there's a lot of hope in there, but you can only, you can only go by what you're seeing. At the moment, we're seeing a lot of good things. I just hope it yeah. continues. And there's a lot, lot, lot to be confident about. Most of it is down to to Micah Parsons, yeah. but this is a perfect game for Micah Parsons. That everything for because like what he's got to do is basically his job is to stop the run, which we know that they can do. We've just talked about their running backs and how they, they look statistically. And that his other job is to get uh, hurts and keep him contained. Okay. Two of the big things Parsons can do best. Yep. The lion is always hungry. Yes. <laughs> I've caught, I've caught, I've, I've given him the name. He's, he's called the chess piece. <laughs> Micah, the chess piece Parsons. So I thought, I thought you were talking about me there eating my pizza. No, no. no. <laughs> no um, we know what you yeah. like as well, mind you, in Scotland. Have you have you had that uh, pizza deep fried? I still oh, don't get why no. you guys do that, mind. So I don't even know why we do it. To be honest, it's fucking bogging. No, I, I have no clue. I well, I remember once getting really, really drunk. Oh, here's Andrews a question. Getting out. Here's a question. Brian's asking, do you think we'll get our first, our first pick six? I think we will. Yeah. I tell you what, yep. I'm going to go one step further. They're oh. going to get a pump block for a return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Hey, with, this, with, this Cowboys, with this Cowboys special teams end, it's possible. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's possible. It's all possible. Um, pick six. See, now I, I'm, I'm having a feeling that people are going to start giving Diggs the respect he deserves, and they'll start like playing a little bit of keep away from him. We got, we got into that and on the post. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. It's not, it's, it's not quite yet, but it will come. Is he, is he Byron Jones 2.0? No, he's a different player. I, I, think, I, certainly think it, different. I certainly think it's possible that, you know, with all these bubble screens that they do, if you can get in and, and read it right and be there to, to break time up the it. bubble screen, yeah. Mm. The t- if you've got your timing right, you can be there, you can get your hands on the ball, and then nobody's around you because the offensive line are all trying to block in front of, in front of the receiver. If you can get in and get to the ball, yeah, you've got an, unop- you've got an open end zone. And I think that's entirely possible. I, I, I will mean, you say could... that... Yeah, I was going to say what, what you could do in that sense, because you know you're going to go down that road, is you've got... So you're gonna to have to use Brent Urban, and you could even put an eye out there. And an eye's got a quick get off, and if you put them in the flats, in in zone cover, it's very very possible that the interception could come that way on those yeah, screens. I mean, you, you saw an eye obviously picking up the taunting call against the Chargers yeah. last week as well. I mean, he he was in coverage on that play as well, so. Um, you know, and he was there to make the tackle as soon as the pass was there. Now, I think he also he also almost got his hand in to get to bat it away. So that's that's why he drew, he got the um, taunting call against him. So mm-hmm. because obviously the guy got came up and said, "Oh, you know, you're not that good at pass coverage or whatever." And um, I think it was slightly. I don't, more I don't know what that. people think about. <laughs> no, I mean. It- just you just have to look back at last week. The anticipation for for Diggs's 
interception, if he can if he can get a quick step on the ball and recognise it, um, there's no reason why. I mean, see if you pick off a bubble, a bubble pass, you're off to the races, and it's yeah. de- it's dependent on if oh. the, the wide receiver can catch up to you. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, I, that that can be the way it goes uh, because at the end of the day, as well, don't forget that if you can get pressure, I'm not really thinking. The Cowboys are going to try and go like blitzing you because we, as we just said, Jalen Hurts, let let him sit in there and pass, let him throw the ball. Um, but this O line can definitely be beaten, as we've talked about with with the weaknesses in there, with a, a guy who's not played in the NFL, two guys that are long in the tooth, and a rookie. There's definitely ways you can get through in there um, with what they're going to do. Parsons be being that other part too, because don't forget as well. Parsons last week eight pressures and one sack. Just to put it that into perspective, the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs in week two as a team total on defense had six pressures, zero sacks. We've we've on on that sack you're talking about, mate. We've had Paul and, and uh, I know statement yeah. on it. What, what do you guys think of it? Are you the same? Uh, I, I get the reasons for the call that it's about protecting the quarterback. And it's nice that a call like that goes into the Cowboys' favour. Yeah. But for yeah. me, it's a very dubious call. I I get the reasons why they did it. Um, and I think some of it as well is that they were trying to overcorrect for bad calls that they made earlier on in the game. Mm. And that's where the NFL with officiating can sometimes go wrong because they try yeah. and compensate for bad calls. And it's like, yeah. well, no, just get it right the first time. Yeah, I mean, the only thing as well is that I can say about that one is that, you know, um, Herbert was going back about five yards before they actually called the play. So, mm. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe, hard on that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't a case that he was, he was going to swipe Parsons off him. He did get the ball away. But I mean, yeah. Would you would you called intentional grounding because the ball never went back to the line of scrimmage? There wasn't anybody nearby. It's the uh, next argument. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an awkward one. It's a hard one. But I, I'm to me, I was like, I don't know. Um, but right then, guys, let's do this so we can move on to the last section. Score predictions. Score <laughs> predictions. Okay. I know my score already. All right, then. So at home as well, guys, give us your score predictions before we move to the the next section, um, which you all want to get involved with. Um, go on, Paul, if you've got your score prediction, hit me with it. I am going to say 35-31 Dallas. Wow. All right, then. Um, go on, then, guys. you got your score predictions? Or do you want me to go? Go on, mate. Okay, I am going 38-21. A blow Okay, Um, I'm going to be slightly more reserved than you guys. I'm going to go 24-13, Cowboys. Mm, I like it. And I'm going going 27-13, Cowboys. 27-13, 27 13. Just, I can just see that. From you guys, where do you see that do you see the Eagles run game scoring the points? Nope. Well, 
maybe if it's hurt and we, we lose containment on him. That's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. That, that's it for uh, me. Uh, Not the running back. I don't... No. <laughs> I don't. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting that none of us have said wide receivers. We... we, we... We we don't see the Eagles wide receivers as as a big threat. The the I, I think well, well, the, the Eagles wide receivers either. will be a big break. They're the big. It'll be a big time throw with a long yep. run, like a fifty yard touchdown. That's where I that mean, comes they, from. My main concern. My my, my 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 main concern is Devontae Smith. That's my main concern. Like mm. once he's actually once he's actually got the ball at a wide open space, he can actually gain quite a lot of good yards up front. I think the biggest threat. Why? Receiver-wise, is Quez Watkins. That guy is yeah. rapid. He is fast. I mean, fast, fast. Um, and, and I mean, Smith, for all he was good in week one, he had issues last week against mm-hmm. the 49ers. Um, yeah. I suppose it's the way the 49ers defense played him. I don't know. But, um, you know... It, it wasn't an easy job for it wasn't easy for him last week there was a few few drops there was a few miscommunications going on so um yeah i th- i i think Rager and Watkins will be your 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 danger men if anything yeah yeah, for, yeah you can bet Dan Quinn's quasi he's dodgy Dan Quinn has watched that game tape an awful lot this week. <laughs> yeah. He's looked at Quez. Rager's got got some some wheels on him as well, mind. So you can't like just dismiss him as well. Um, but should we get to the fantasy lounge, guys? Should we do it? Get all yeah. these fantasy lounge comments and what have you. Let's do it. So straight out the board, by the way. Um, put the scores up from uh, week two. Craig Cameron is leading away. UK Cowboys leading away. Our very own Craig Cameron with 31 points. So just so you know, guys, it is not too late to start because if you get them right in succession, just like Craig did, that score, poof, uh, it (laughs) flies up there. All right, then, guys. So very, very easy to play. Uh, Saturday is when you could do it now but it doesn't count <laughs> do it on the post <laughs> that we put up saturday and all you got to do is over or under it's really simple you're in with a chance consecutive scores double your points and at the end of the season whoever's got the most points wins a uk cowboys pennant totally free and it's all yours just for a bit of fun uh but let's start off then guys all right um i will make lawn go first and we'll wheel it that way round. Uh, Dak Prescott, 21 fantasy points. Uh, is that a boy, oh boy, or an oh boy? Uh, I'm going to go boy, oh boy on that one, I think. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, so we got Lorne, Graham, and we've got Mr. Paul, the pizzeria. So Lorne's going over. Go on then, Gray. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, you're going higher. Don't even All have right. to think about it. Yeah, and Paul's going higher. All right, here's a tricky one. I looked at this and I was like, and I could see where they go in. And the reason I'm saying this, Tony Pollard. So Zeke, 15 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy. <sighs> yeah. Boy, oh boy. I think, uh, I think he's going to eat this week. So, yeah, boy, oh boy. When you think about, like, so see if you were to put in perspective what the game against... Um, 
the Chargers was yes. 71 yards, that's seven points. Then you've got your touchdown, that's six points. So that was like 14 points already. And, and added about, receptions. And receptions receptions as well. Yep. And yeah, this is half, half PPR. Yep. Yeah. So, boy, oh boy, for sure. He's, he's boy, oh boy. Oh, all right. He's going for it. Boy, all right, then. <laughs> CD Lamb. Here we go. CD Lamb. 17 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy, or oh boy. I think that's a fair statement. I think that's on the cuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll push on that one, I think. And we got two pushes. So they're going for 17. Mr. Graham. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Simply because I can I see think, where you're going. I think he's the double coverage this week. He very much could be. I see. I see. Uh, all right, then. Uh, all right. Amari Cooper, who, by the way, got. Uh, five points last week. This was the one that killed most people yep. in the consecutive points. CD yeah. Lamb, 17 fantasy points. Is this a Cooper? This is for Coop. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. Everyone's going lower on that one. All right then. Um, well, simply, because, simply because we've, we've stomped them with the run game. Let's, let's not get. I mean, we're not being negative on the wide receivers. We're just, we're just winning the game somewhere else. Don't worry about that. I think you're being <laughs> negative, but all right. <laughs> not, only, not only just that, not only just that, it's like how well recovered is a Cooper going to be after the rib as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see where you're going. All right, then. Uh, we'll go for the next one, then. Uh, Jalen Hurts at 19 fantasy points. Is that a boy, oh boy, or oh boy? The Russian yards depending. So I'd say he's going to be boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Mm-hmm. boy. boy I boy. I've got faith in the I've got faith Ooh. in the Cowboys defense. I'm going oh boy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wonder where we were going then. All right, Miles Sanders, thirteen fantasy points. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. I oh would boy. say that. Oh boy, he's not. He's not getting a hundred yard game, is he? Come on, uh, Devontae Smith, eleven fantasy points. See, that's, that's fair. That's spot on. I think. I mean, he gets six for the for a touchdown. Yeah, right. no, he only needs he only needs one reception. One one reception of fifty yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I'll I'll push on that one. I think. Yeah, I think I can. Jalen can Hurts get it to him? <laughs> well, That's the problem. <laughs> oh boy! Yes. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. I like the Grims yeah. going for it. Dallas Goddard, eleven fantasy points. Is J? Is Curse up to the task? Oh boy. No, Paulius Max. Oh, oh boy, as well, yeah. yeah oh what was the line again? Sorry, Mike. 11. Oh, oh 11, boy. 11 points. You're going, For, you're, so you're going. That, oh Dallas boy. Goddard. It's a sneaky one, that one, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. He's got to throw it to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> my, my only concern. <laughs> 
I'm only concerned <laughs> is he won't make that up if he's in the red zone area. That's what I was going to say. It's the red zone. And you think that you just need Dallas Goddard to make a, 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 a touchdown and to chew up some, you know, some yardage, add your, your half point PPR into it as well. It's close. I think it's, it's, it's less, but it's close. Do you know what? I'm but gonna I'm say not, Boyle. I'm not here I'm, to convince you guys. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say and I'll tell you why. I'm gonna say boy oh boy, simply because he's called Dallas and the Eagles love yeah, bringing it up yeah. that they've got a player <laughs> called Dallas that plays against. I us. like it. The psychological factor, I yeah, like it. Yeah, they love bringing it up. They do it all <laughs> the time. Um yeah, I had but to guys, that is this week's show. The pre-game show for the Eagles. Um, thank you to everyone that's joined us. As we say every week, you're the MVPs. And thank you to everyone who joined in on last week's Fantasy Lounge um, predictions. That that post will go up on Saturday with these scores. All you got to do, very, very simple, under or over, and it's, you're in. That's it. Yep. Job done. Yep, Just yep, do it yep, every so- week and keep racking them points up. Yeah, so the post will all be available on our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to share Nick Seriani's T-shirt on Tuesday morning. (laughs) 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 God damn it, the heating's gone on in you. That's going right up on the wall, telling you. (laughs) He's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. Nah. that's like uh, Peterson going on the radio and saying, "Oh, we're going to win this week." And <laughs> for for all those that don't know, for all those that don't know, uh, Nick Sariani appeared in a press conference with a T-shirt saying "Beat Dallas" with yeah. two, with both the helmets. So. <laughs> and as well, guys, before we go, just a quick shout out to all our friends out there. Um, go and check them all out. Some of these you'll know, some of them you won't, uh, but. Uh, we only share the good guys, all the guys that we like, help us out, talk to us, um, check them all out. Um, some good stuff going on. Um, and we're all friends. Friends! Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as, I say, as I say, no virtual tailgate this year for you, uh, this week for UK Cowboys being there. It's kicking off at gone one in the morning um, but yeah. we will be back on tuesday 9 p.m post game show with brian and the crew uh, so join in then as well and then uh we'll see you and have a great weekend i'll let these guys finish it all off have a great weekend guys have a great weekend and go cowboys beat fella yeah have a, yeah have a good weekend and to uh, paraphrase uh, meg murray dallas forever philly for never Yes, yes. Rectum Mondo. Uh, have a great weekend, folks. See ya. <laughs>